wading through the rhetoric in search of the truth. This is Global Top Talkers with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. 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 Time for our Global Talkers, so let's get them in here. Tasha Kierden, who of course you can listen to on Global News Radio Toronto, noon to two. And Devin Peacock, who is the boss guy over at Global News Radio in London. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. This certainly, uh, it's a bit inside baseball, but it kind of has big implications. We'll start with this uh, vice media uh, reporter. Um, You know, a ruling today by the Supreme Court of Canada basically says that a a journalist protecting a source is not, in fact, it does not supersede the the, the state's ability to investigate a crime. Um, So it it basically speaks to freedom of the press versus public safety at large. And I was a bit surprised to see this, but the Supreme Court of Canada did, in fact, uh, come down against uh, the journalist and said, hey, you got to hand over your notes when it comes to public safety at large. I'm going to start with you, Devin, on this, because if this were your newsroom, what do you think the implications will be moving forward? Uh, well, it's a pretty significant uh, ruling. I mean, it's, it's a little bit different, I think, than your traditional journalist um, doesn't want to hand over sources because yeah. of the tick messenger that was used and just the algorithm that's involved there where they don't have a record. So the only place they could get it is from the journalist. So, um, it, uh, oddly enough, I didn't mind the ruling so much given that, uh, based on everything that transpired. So I think it's important that uh, the media, you know, protect their sources. It's hard to have confidential sources or have people talk to you if there's not a reasonable expectation we will protect their identity. But in specific cases, I can see the argument being made by police uh, to to have those sources, but you just don't get them because you ask for them. You right. have to fight for it. And media, as was uh, put in this, uh, ruling should be able to defend themselves unless it's a, you know, time is of the essence and it's 12 hours or something along those lines. So mm-hmm. uh, for me, if, if this were a different case, I think it might have different ramifications for media. But in this one, I could I could kind of see where the court was coming from. Yeah, it is basically a national security, um, you know, threat versus public safety at large. Where are you on this, Tasha? Well, I, I'm sort of also, I'm not um, incredibly upset by the ruling. It specifically says, too, the records um, were not off the record. They were not not for attribution conversations. Um, there were screenshots that were the only ways for the police to get the copies, which is exactly um, what Devin just said, that sort of it was, in this case, the only way for them to access it. There was no back door, so to speak, through a server or anything else. Um, I think also uh, they said that the journalist should be there, um, you know, insofar as it's practical, unless it is an emergency situation, to argue against the police access. So they should say, I mean, he said the authorizing judge may find desirable to require notice be given to the media. So it's not a mandatory conclusion, but still they should be present um, where possible is the implication. And also there is a new law that was passed. Um, Senator Carignan, Claude Carignan, passed a bill in uh, 2017 called the Journalistic Sources Protection Act, which does extend protection to journalists and their sources. It just wouldn't apply to this case because it was before that law came into effect. So I don't see this ruling as having massive implications. Um, but, you know, any, any, if, it's, if it's your source, you obviously would be upset too when Vice Media is, uh, is sort yeah. of going to the wire with this, according yeah. to Matt. Yeah, because it does set a precedent. Yeah. Let's um, talk about a comment that um, Mr. Trudeau gave uh, or said in a speech that he made yesterday at, as part of the G20. And he was pontificating about, you know, the social impacts of what can happen when male construction workers come into rural areas to do work, let's say, on pipelines or infrastructure projects. 
projects. Here's the comment that he made. Do you have the clip there? Okay, here you go. Take a listen. Uh, you might not say, oh, what does a gender lens have to do with building this new highway or this new uh, pipeline or something? Well, uh, you know, there are gender impacts. When you bring construction workers into a rural area, there are social impacts because uh, they're mostly male construction workers. How are you adjusting and adapting to those? That's what the gender lens in GBA plus budgeting is all about. These are all things that we've been doing not to be nice or to be better. Or to all right, be we'll drop that out. Uh, you got you got the gist of it. Um, <laughs> he he essentially. What did you hear in that clip there, uh, Tasha? Uh, he's talking about the man camp theory, and that came <laughs> up actually earlier this year, um, discussing the Trans Mountain Pipeline. They were First Nations groups, women's groups, who said that man camps uh, are going to construct the evil pipeline. I'm quoting here, in fact, from one of them. Those workers will bring their rigging culture, their sex trade, violence, and alcohol culture. That was a woman from the Seknawip Women's Warrior Society. Um, ironically, of course, Trudeau says we're going to build Trans Mountain, so I don't know who's going to build it, does he think? Well, um, apparently a, but, a bunch of rapists. I yeah, mean. I guess. And this is the thing, is that the, the weird thing is he's, he's talking about this, but social, he's dancing around the whole issue. If he really wants to come out and say it, he doesn't do that. Uh, social impact is very... A sort of uh, cuddly way, I guess, of a uh, euphemistic way of alluding to there could be uh, this kind of thing happening. But it also then, afterwards, he went on to say that women entrepreneurs <laughs> are different in the same space. He was totally Well, he said, confused. this is what he said, that, Rob, the second clip uh, where we played earlier oh. about the uh, social impacts of women. The very best out of our economy, because women entrepreneurs tend to make choices than, uh, than, uh, than others. We've seen it study after study. Okay, so he said he blanked out at whatever he said. He said better. Women make better choices. Apparently, Devin, uh, get in line because women make the better choices. <laughs> hey, listen, I'll, listen, I'll stand behind you guys on this one. But, I mean, I'm, <laughs> Fall in line. <laughs> it, it was kind of a clumsy. I, I, I couldn't quite get what he was uh, getting at when I was listening to the clip and trying just to find more context on. I mean, oh, I could. He was basically calling men in construction. There's too many men, too many yeah. male toxic, uh, you know, rapists walking around these rural uh, areas. I mean, in generally, if you have a bunch of, I mean, we've, we saw it with there was a, just kind of a different story in terms of, I speak with, you know, hazing in the OHL and some former players coming out and talking about the call. I mean, I mean, in, in general, I'm not going to say, you know, you know, construction workers in rural areas for sure, because that's, I just, that's not my expertise kind of a thing. But I mean, if you have a, a bunch of men generally all together in one case, you know, bad things can happen, but that's not to say all men together are, is a bad thing. I think generally, if you have diversity in the workplace, wherever the workplace is, uh, you're better off. But it was it just seemed kind of clumsy the way he was kind of getting at it in Argentina. Yeah, and, and I think also, the you know, if, like I said, if you're going to come out and say something, say it. Um, and there can be problems sometimes, uh, you know, but it's also a, the, the issue is attracting prostitution to areas where it wasn't before and this sort of thing. And it's implying that the men are the ones all doing everything. Right. I, you know, it, there's two to tango sometimes here, too, so... Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I thought that was really out of place, what he said. Yeah, quickly, uh, I don't have a lot of time on this, but I do uh, want to ask, you know, he, it was the Prime Minister who said he would not uh, hold a photo op with the President if tariffs remained on Canadian steel and aluminum, and yet he was out there today uh, signing those documents and taking pictures, uh, Devin. Should he have uh, not gone and signed that deal with the tariffs on? No, I'm, I'm glad he signed the deal with the tariffs on. I mean, I, I don't know if that was some, again, maybe a clumsy attempt at a last-minute kind of pressure point to the Americans and Donald Trump to uh, lift the tariffs. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think Donald Trump is going to do what Donald Trump wants to do with the tariffs. So I'd rather we sign the deal. And there's a part of the deal also that 
ex- gives exemptions for Canada in the auto sector for uh, for some for at a certain level, which actually helps a little bit with the tariffs. So I'd rather we we sign this deal rather than uh, try some way to bluff the markets that probably won't work anyway. Mm. Dasha, yeah, well, I thought it was, you know, he cutely used the Donald. He said, Donald, <laughs> Donald, tear down these tariffs. Uh, alluding, of course, to the fact that Donald Trump calls him Justin on Twitter. Uh, yeah, it was a bit too cute by a half. And again, um, we finally got the deal. The deal is signed. Let's tackle the next thing, um, you know, that is the tariffs. But uh, Trudeau has a habit, I find, of uh, saying things uh, in context, especially around free trade, he made he made a few comments um, over the course of negotiations, as did Christopher Freeland, which didn't help. And so I'm not sure if this was a place to go into that. I know. Yeah, he could have held his tongue. Like, why bother? Yeah, I know. Quit while you're ahead. Pick your fights. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for sharing your Friday with me. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you, you guys as well. Great weekend. That is uh, Tasha Kierden, who you can check out on Global News Radio in uh, Toronto, of course, noon to two, and Devon Peacock, who runs things over in London here on Point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.